Welcome, welcome to the Trio of Positivity Podcast. We appreciate you joining us today. Boys and girls, this is a podcast where we skim the Chicago landscape to bring some positivity into your lives. But anyone who's rooted on the Chicago teams knows that sometimes it's hard to find. I'm your host, Boo Penn, joined as always by my positive brigade members, CJ and Miller. Boys, how are we doing today? Actually, it's a international domestic podcast. Miller, how's Texas doing? <laughs> Texas is doing great. It's hot. it's hot. It is very, very hot. When did we come up with the positive brigade? That's what I want to know. Hey, come up with a better word. I'll change it. <laughs> hey, when you lead the, the podcast, then you can talk. All right. Well, I'll figure something out. The positive brigade. He's he's actually taking notes, boys and girls. I'm 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 writing this shit down because we all know I'm definitely ready with the agenda. Oh man, we got a good Cheers one. That. We got a good one for you guys today. Uh, we will discuss the news that stood out to us. Uh, give you give you some thoughts on our crosstown rivals. Um, and then there's a main segment where we cover the winners and losers of the NBA draft. Uh, from not too long ago. So that's what we got. Uh, boys got anything? You guys ready to go? I'm ready, baby. Awesome. Let's do it. All right, Miller, what you got from us? What what stood out to you this week? So the biggest news of the week had to come from the UFC. Did we all hear that Elon Musk is going to be fighting Mark Zuckerberg in the octagon? Woo! Let's go! <laughs> I can't wait for two CEOs to duke it out on center stage. I think it's going to be so fun to watch. I don't know how I feel about if it'll happen or not. I kind of feel like Zuckerberg is down because apparently from everything I've heard, he's a gym, uh, a martial arts guy. He's really into jiu-jitsu. I think I said that right. Jiu-jitsu? Yeah, no, it's jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu. But... That's what it was. That's close. <laughs> but he's really into jiu-jitsu. Uh, and he's like, um, I think, close to the top of the belts. And I don't know. I haven't heard anything about Elon Musk's training or anything. <laughs> so I think Zuckerberg is just going to clean the floor if this fight does happen. Boys, you know what so... that reminded me of? Big Bang what? Theory. This Sheldon versus Kripke. When they try to play basketball. This is Chase... <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, listen. Hey, whoa, 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 no, sorry. whoa. <laughs> sorry if I offended Mark, anyone, but I thought that was hilarious. Well, well, here, Mark Zuckerberg actually went into a tournament using a false name and won it. So, if I have to put money and That's insane. I have to go. Here's the thing, though. Uh, Dana White also is trying to broker uh, this fight. Uh, he already said that he thinks the pay-per-view could possibly reach $100 for so, for this fight to go out. If UFC has it, can you imagine Joe Rogan calling out like Mark Zuckerberg knocking out Elon Musk or making Elon Musk tap out? I think that would be the memes would just continue to come in. Oh, it's not happening, right? Realistically, I, th- I think it's going to happen. I think it's gonna happen. I think there's there's gonna go two there's it's gonna go two ways. One, they're gonna try to go the charity route, which well, it's already said that it's gonna go the charity route. Yeah, yeah but for, there's rules on it. Like it can't be charity and still be licensed somewhere. Like it, 
you have to do um, the fight. Like I forgot what it's called. The um, not the gambling association. It's it's one of the things that does the judging and and where the um, like the Nevada State and stuff. The commission. Um, you can't do charity events and still have them be a part of it. And the UFC always has to follow those rules. So I think what they're going to end up doing is they're going to probably put them in the drug um, screening <laughs> process, which Mark Zuckerberg and uh, uh, fucking Elon Musk will have to do blood tests to make sure. But why would they anything. put themselves through that? They don't need the money. They would say F you UFC rules and the gambling association. Because that's the only way that you can have. The, the fight with the UFC, it has to be then then they will not be regulated. Then they wouldn't do UFC. They'll just like give it to any platform that will let them do without doing that, right? They still have to do it in a place that is licensed. Okay, I, I gotta look. They'll figure yeah. it out, dude. Come on. Like he, Where there's money, there's a way. He, They're not gonna take money for these fights. These guys don't. That's need what it. I was thinking. It's all going to change. Here's the two things I can see happening: they each pick a fighter and they fight. Number one. Number two, they do like an arm wrestling or something and call it a day. Like, there's no yeah, way of arm wrestling. Arm wrestling and slap fighting is also part of the Nevada Athletic Commission. That's what it's called, the Athletic Commission. First, your first option is not going to happen. We're not in a movie here where we pick fighters to represent ourselves. Like, I don't. They have the happen. money. They, they, they probably the, are. the arm wrestling thing could happen. I or or like that. I don't know, thumb wrestling. I don't know, some dumb. Then they would. There's no way they would something put, dumb. Yeah, they would put themselves in harm. But hey, it'll be fun. I'll be there. I don't know if I'll pay a hundred bucks, but I'll. He, he, he literally just said that Mark Zuckerberg competed in a tournament, and now you're sitting here saying they're not going to put themselves. Okay, in Okay, what tournament? Like, like uh, amateur? Oh, it Hold on, it's a, it was a jujitsu uh, tournament. Mark Zuckerberg. Who cares if it's an amateur tournament? They're still trying to kick each other's I ass. I know, but I, 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 I did not think they would. Uh, put themselves. Mark Zuckerberg beat Hanumantha Raju to win the No G White Belt 149 pound division at BJJ Tour Silicon Valley. The two competed in the Master One division for athletes in their 30s. I will look up this video. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg wins gold and silver in his first jiu-jitsu competition. Okay, I, I will look up videos just just for my own amusement. But no, uh, dude, he's like he's really gotten into it. Okay, yeah, awesome. All right, don't doubt the fate the Facebook CEO. Uh, oh, sorry, Meta CEO. All right, all right. Maybe that's how he gets his anger out. His stock is not doing so hot. I'm pretty really sure they're not going to be doing okay. this for stock. <laughs> okay, CJ, what stood out to you? Beep, you got that's the bar you got to cover. Zuck versus Elon. Um, well, we're going to bring it back to Chicago because we have breaking news. Not really breaking, but I just think it's fun. Broken news. We have another city. We have another city that has said to the Chicago Bears, "Come on down." The city of Aurora has now been asked or has asked the Chicago Bears to consider them. And the mayor of uh, the city of Aurora basically sent out a letter, which the representative of the Chicago Bears organization responded very quickly. And it was very positive. For those of you wondering, it is a 50 minute car ride from Soldier Field to Aurora, which is near Naperville. So how do we feel about the Aurora Bears possibly being... uh, being added to the list here guys i got a brand new proposal you ready what's that <laughs> because we are going down this road why not um valley city with a population of 14 people 
have thrown their hat in the ring to get let's the, go to get the Chicago Bears to play in their city. To to be fair, the uh, cities that have officially quote unquote have asked the Chicago Bears to consider them is Arlington Heights, Naperville, Waukegan, Aurora, and Chicago. Those okay, are the ones that, that have officially submitted their, I guess, letters. I don't know how you would do that, but. Exactly. Exactly. It's irrelevant because the, the Bears have a stadium plot that is paid for in full. It is not. And now we're talking yet. about. We're talking about letters that are being Na- sent by mayors to people. Sir. And representatives bl- saying positive sir, comments on it. Sir. I it's believe the Arlington Heights has bullshit. not been paid for yet. It's been a side contract, wasn't it? It's it's a contract. However, it's, it, there's it's under the ownership of the Bears because no, they, they, they literally they they're demolishing. Yeah, they it. bought it. Uh, I could have sworn they are not. Well, the bottom line is they're demolishing it, so they have to have some authority over that land. You can't just demolish someone else's property. Um, but here or there, I believe it was the purchase. It, okay, so we're saying that. The purchase agreement that they signed in 2021 is now official. I know they had a purchase uh, agreement, but I didn't think that they... I believe it's official. Okay. I will take your word it's, for it. It's the Bears' property. Okay. I was not aware of that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was more aware of the purchase agreement, and I knew that the whole taxes thing kind of threw it for a loop because then the Bears just own plot that have nothing to do with them. Unless they want to start an outlet mall, which I'm completely okay with too. Okay. We don't need it. There's one in Rosemont. Come on. How many outlet malls do you need? I mean, Aurora, uh, in Aurora. all honesty. Aurora like- has one too. Aurora has a better one than the Rosemont. How do you not know your cities in Illinois, Miller? How dare you? I do. I know then very how well. Do you not- There's also one on, on the other side of the border of Wisconsin. That's not Illinois. Gurney? It's, it's close enough. It's real past <laughs> Listen. Okay. We are as way avid, off base as an here. Avid out, hold on. Let me finish my point. As an <laughs> avid outlet shopper, Aurora, you're up there. Also, they spent money on their new casino there, too, right? There, there's going to be a brand new casino out there, too? No one wants to travel to Aurora. A lot of people will want to travel to Aurora. Okay. Just, just, just so we can keep track. We started with the Bears. Went to... Outlet malls. Then went to casinos. So I'm 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 bringing this back to Chicago, okay. Chicago. Okay, all right. Here's here's what we're talking about. If you have been downtown in the last I don't know two weeks, you've heard of them, right? NASCAR is coming to town this weekend. Okay, um, I'm sorry for all the commuters. I I was down downtown last weekend, and parking was horrible. Um, you know, there's construction everywhere. It was actually kind of fun to see. I'm not gonna lie, but if I had to deal with that every day. I'm sure it would be annoying. Uh, but the NASCAR is coming to town this weekend. It's holding a cup series. It's a street race. They're celebrating the 75th season. Um, I mean, I, I cannot fathom. It's it's like an incredible thing, probably. I don't know how they pulled it off. Kudos to them. Doing a race in the middle of a busy city, like, it's incredible. And they have the fences up. The, the rafters are up. The seats were going up when I was downtown last weekend. It looks incredible, right? Um, it's like a pretty simple 12 turn, 2.2 mile course near Buckingham fountain, um, you know, around Lake Mich- uh, around Michigan, Grand Park, like that little circle right there. But, uh, again, just to pull it off, uh, seems incredible. There's also a music festival happening, uh, chain smokers, Miranda Lambert, black crows, um, 
are, are playing as well. So huge weekend. Anyone that lives downtown, again, I'm sorry. Um, looks fun. Um, I wanted to throw this out there too. The tickets, like, guess, guys, without cheating, guess how much the tickets were for this. Like, you know, if you get to go see the concerts, you get to go, see, like, spectate the race. Uh, so it's all a package? Mm-hmm. It's all a package, a package price? Yeah. There's there's two packages. So I can't just go I can't just go and buy a, a, a race ticket. It doesn't look that way. Um, like you. Oh, it's got to be okay for the package for the th- four days. I'm going to say that it's seven hundred fifty dollars. No, less. No, so. Okay, less. This is uh, it's got to be Lollapalooza numbers. I'm gonna say three fifty. Close. Four hundred bucks. Yeah, like um, the two day pass was about two sixty nine, um, and the four like the reserve pass, which is. Again, VIP experience is four sixty five, but again, it's it's wait, it's a two day event. Mm-hmm. I it's, thought it was a four day. Yeah, there's concerts. I thought they had four headliners. There's concerts happening. Yes, uh, it's a whole weekend, but there's a race on Saturday and a race on Sunday. That's what they are. So there's like limited seats. If you can imagine Michigan Avenue, right by where the uh, the museum is, there's basically temporary seats. They meet up. Same thing with Columbus. Yeah, the yeah the grandstands. Yeah, yeah. They, they they made grandstands out there, and that's why you're paying to see. I think you can like so if you can find a spot, you can watch it for free. I'm pretty sure, but uh, everything is covered. I have a I have a question. Yeah. How many right turns are included in this in this race? Twelve. He said twelve. There's twelve right turns. Mm-hmm. So are do these NASCAR drivers know how to make right turns? That's all they do every day. That's the whole race. They only no. make right turns. Oh, they make no. They, they make only left. make left turns. Oh, they make a turn. Sorry. So twelve turns. Jesus, Jesus. Okay, so I know I'm a hater, but that no. price—that price is low. What? Like you're getting a concert and a race okay. for two days? I was looking up tickets for three hundred dollars. I was looking That's up tickets bad, to uh, like uh, you know, like let's say Joliet had a race. That was like forty. Okay, 40 that's bucks. not comparable. I know, but but that's a red. No, 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 that well, was forty dollars. Okay, but listen, that is a grandstand seat. Like that's just for you to get in, and you most likely pay twenty bucks for parking. Oh, at you're least not, yeah. you're not, this is a this is a huge event. What does the Daytona five hundred cost? Those are more expensive. Yeah, a lot more expensive. I mean, like not just like okay, no, no, not this expensive, right? It's gotta be yeah, between. It's, it's, it's gotta be on a whole week, just like the no, just like the Indy five hundred. Indy five hundred is one of the most expensive tickets out there too. Okay, no, like I mean. Festival tickets cost three fifty four hundred. That's what I thought. That's what I I quoted myself thinking it was like Lollapalooza. If this is an exclusive event with limited seating, I would have thought I would have been much higher. I don't think wow. there's any audience in this city. This is not a NASCAR. No, no, no. Like I think that's what they're hoping. Like I think the hotels and the bars and the restaurant. Like it's probably like people that would come same day and um, leave same day. But I think that's what they're hoping to happen. A lot of tourists. In- in all fairness, Chicago or the surrounding cities in Chicago are actually pretty big on NASCAR. Surrounding cities, yes, but just just to throw Southside, it out there, Southside maybe. No, just just Indiana maybe. No, 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 just to throw it out there, F one just started doing oh, the you... street race races too. Like they're doing one in Vegas um, as well. So like I think it's it's a thing they want to do to reach a like a larger. I, I just want to point out that. I said surrounding cities in Illinois, and Miller said Indiana. This is now twice that Miller has brought another state into this conversation today. What did you say? Surrounding cities in Chicago? Around Chicago. Surrounding cities in Illinois. No, you didn't. You said around Chicago. Well, Chicago. Indiana's a state. You didn't name a city. You want to name Gary? 
That's a rough Thought Chicago. So. Hey, Indiana. So. hey, if you guys want to go, I will call Dana White and set up UFC too for you both of you. You can fight. Easy. As long as Saltine sponsors us, I'm fine with it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, awesome. That's what we had for what the news that's so wait would you guys would you guys pay for this would you guys go probably not i i don't know any drivers i don't know any teams i think it'll be fun to go see if i if it was not a chaos i think i might go downtown to watch watch like the cars zooming by or go to a bar but how fast are they gonna go how fast are they legitimately gonna go it's a probably one yeah 220 200 kilometers an hour at least right like 160 kilometers buddy Holy Jesus! What? That's two point two miles. Um, you can go two hundred and twenty miles an hour. Twelve turns. The longest straightaway is probably it's not that long. You're right. Three blocks long. Point yeah. five miles. Yeah. The the map. They're not gonna get over a hundred. The map is like a weird eight. It's like a circle and a circle. But I'm. I'm a, there might be one straightaway where they get over it. I think that they're going to be going pretty slow. Is, well, not slow. By what is the speed. average speed? It's not that nice oh. of a layout. Oh, I like that it goes by the Buckingham Fountain. I think that's pretty cool. That, that Buckingham Fountain and the other, the other straightaway seems to be. It's like only three blocks long. Not that long. I know. That's what I'm saying. These guys aren't going to be going it's, that it's, fast. It's basically like. If you can imagine Randolph to uh, Roosevelt. Oh, I see how they prepped it. So Grant Park is kind of like a Lollapalooza setup. Yep. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. And there's a concert venue there already, so that just made it easier for them. Yeah. Oh, these. They could definitely hit over one. Oh, the straightaway. They could definitely hit 150, 150 to 180 for sure. For sure, they could hit 150 to 180. But notice that there's like no seats in this area, so I'm pretty sure. Actually, there's we'll no see. seats we'll anywhere. See. What the heck? We'll see about that. We'll see about that. Okay. All right. Uh, more to come next week. We'll we'll recap what downtown thought about this race, I guess, in in, in coming series. But uh, let, let's take a quick break. What do you boys say? And come back with the Cubs and Sox on the other side. Sure. All right. Let's do it. Hey guys, CJ here. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Want to let you know that next week's episode is going to be all about us, how we met, how we became friends, and why we actually decided to start this podcast. So hopefully you guys will get a little bit of background on why we are the trio of positivity. We hope you enjoy it, and we hope you guys are enjoying all of these episodes. Please don't forget to like and subscribe, and feel free to let us know if you want to hear about anything specific. And now, we bring you back to our episode. Welcome back. Now, sadly, at least for me, we got to talk about baseball in this city. Uh, starting off with the Sox, because you guys were generous enough to let me go first this time. Um... You're welcome, by the way. Same old, You're very welcome. Same old story on the south side. Um, the Sox are four and six in the last ten. Uh, we lost the series to the Rangers. Um, the Red Sox series. Red Sox are slumping. I think it was a pretty close fought one. They barely won that series. They're playing the Angels. You mean the? You mean the worst team in the AL East, right? I mean the worst team in the AL East would probably be better than. Can we at least? Can we at least let him finish? Sorry, no, just no, putting that out with the red. No, side. it's okay. I, I'm immune to this at this point. It doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, they're playing against the Angels. Otani showed up yesterday. I think he had two dingers and struck out ten. That 
that that person is incredible. Um, but we have a rubber match going on, but that's it. We have lost that series as well. Um, the gap that was touted, like, you know, worst division, like we were four or five games behind, three games behind at some point. It's up to 10 now. Um, so, uh, again, that, that window dream that we had of winning the division, making the playoffs, seemed to be closing very fast. So all signs post to them being sellers in the trade deadline. Actually, Minnesota, who's leading the division, is still under 500. Just want to throw that out there. Um, the only positive thing, and I needed something to go on, is uh, Luis Roberts, who has homers, who had homers in the last three or four games. He's at 22 so far this year, and I want everyone to vote. So we can get him to the All-Star game and put, the, put a smile on our face. You know what? I'll go on and say it. No, thank you. So let's go on. <laughs> what a dick. He's like the only positive of that team. I just, I, I didn't realize you guys were 10 games back. What the hell happened? Listen, you know, it's bad though when Ozzy Guillen starts questioning why Tim Anderson is still at the top of the, uh, the lineup. So, you know, because Ozzie... they want to try to get him some value. Ozzy is, Ozzy just wears his freaking emotions on us. Like, Ozzy has been right. Half the time, the post game uh, is really fun because he gets so mad at he does. at the post game. Like I'm like I don't I don't think it's a good move, but it's also a good move because true, true story no, was watching the game with my dad. True, true story, I was watching us watching the game with my dad, and the post game comes on. We lost the remote. We had no idea where it was. Ozzy Guillen's face when he has to talk about the White Sox. Oh. Mwah. It is the funniest thing you'll ever see because he'll talk about them and he'll have a frown, but then he'll get angry. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know why. Like, and, and it's just great seeing that for me. That I, I get joy out of that. Yeah, he just works. I think that's how the fans feel. Sorry, Miller. That's why he has that show. I think he's like representing the fans. That, that's why he has this show. I think so, too. Sorry, Miller. Go I mean, ahead. He's good. I don't see any reason why Tim Anderson isn't in the lineup. You are obviously trying to trade him, and the only way you're going to get value for him is if he has some sort of miraculous turnaround. Yeah, so, unless you're putting him down to the minors to try to get his swing back and bring him back up, you can't bench him. I think it's too late for that. But here's the thing, Miller: his numbers are getting worse. I know, but he's a career he's 300 hitter. If he gets career hot, doesn't matter. You said it yourself: career don't doesn't matter. It, they're they're going to look at his numbers right now. But if he gets hot over his ten game stretch and he hits four hundred, he could that's this gonna is, generate trade value. This is the problem. If Tim Anderson gets hot, most likely the White Sox get hot. So they can't be sellers. It it is no when no, you're when oh, you're ten no, games back. They better be sellers. I will not come on this podcast if they start not being sellers, I think. I can't take it anymore. I think like I, I agree with you, Chris. He represents his team so well. If he's doing well, the team usually wins. Like he yeah, represents. But the here's team. the thing too that you guys are not forgetting: the White Sox, sadly, are only five and a half games back. No, they're ten. They're only now. five and a half. No, it's it was ten or nine games as of yesterday. No, they're they're thirteen games under five hundred, but they're five and a half back from from the Central. Okay. So there's a. This is what I'm. There's there's a chance that if the White Sox get hot. And they are within two games by the All Star break. They're not selling. They have a chance to win the division. So they 
they have to be able to figure out, hey, if we're selling, we got to bench Tim Anderson and we got to start playing low. Oh, Boopin, we were looking at the wild card yeah. games back. That, that, not the actual game back. I, Sorry. I, I, I tried God. to follow. Imagine, imagine, imagine being the guy that does the research and knows what he's talking about compared to you guys being wrong most of the time. It just it's just this trend. It's crazy. How do how am I always right, boys? And they're not even my team. Oh, it must be so hard being you. All right. God, Tell me about the Cubs, please. I'm glad you asked. Seven and three, baby, the last ten. We split the London series with the Cardinals. Also, the reason we didn't talk about the London series, honestly, we didn't care. However, what has been very nice to see is that the Saturday game between the Cubs and Cards over at London drew 54,000 plus, and the second day, 55,000. So overall, 110,000 plus people attended. It is slightly down, though, compared to the um, original 2019 numbers, which is around 60,000 spectators. But 54 and 55 overseas for Cubs and for Cardinals is actually very good numbers. So not only did we split that, but on the last game, Stroman did have a blister. I don't know why, but pitchers and blisters always seem to take forever for people to heal from. So I'm really hoping Stroman gets better with that. And I believe it was his throwing hand. So that's going to kind of be something that we have to play with it. One interesting thing that I wanted to know, and Miller, I wanted to get your opinion on this. And don't worry, I did the research for you. The Cubs are currently three and a half games out of first in the division. And, a wild card. Uh, well, wild card, I didn't check. However, <laughs> Mr. Ross was quoted as saying that the Cubs actually have a, sh- a chance at the division. What do you think? I mean, look, we are one of the hottest teams in baseball right now. Obviously, we should have probably done better in St. Louis, but if Stroman didn't have his little blister issue, which I'm hearing that he's going to be back in for his next start, whether that's true or not, don't know. Um, but they got a shot. They're three and a half. It's just like the uh, the AL Central. We don't have a team that's yeah. pulling away. Cincinnati went on a fun hot streak, yeah. but I mean, yeah. let's see if they can keep it up. No, they're we slowing down. They they just got swept by uh boston no oakland maybe i don't know they got swept by no somebody. but I, they're, oh they're, atlanta their last 10 their last 10 is still seven atlanta. and three yeah they won the first game against atlanta let me see who just swept them what's crazy though is um miller the central the brewers uh last team was six and four we went seven and three and the cincinnati reds went seven and three but yeah, Cincinnati did go on a cold streak. They they are in the negative when it comes to the runs scored and runs allowed. The Cubs are still on the positive side, which is still very hard for me to understand. We're plus twenty eight. We're the only ones on the plus side on the run differential. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go out here and say, Chris, you nailed it again. You've been on that run differential this whole year, and maybe hopefully we, it comes through for you at the end of the year and pushes us in the playoffs. I think so. Otherwise, it's we just were a sad negative. Story. Yeah, we were negative a couple weeks ago, which we did. We had our injuries. We weren't really hitting. But to be the only team in oh, the Oh, wait. You're the, com- uh, you're, you also complain about injuries? I thought you guys don't complain about injuries. Well, see, what's crazy is when it happens to us, it normally happens one time, not you guys, where it happens almost every other day. Okay. 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 Fair. But, like, when do you Hey, lose? but you know what? You I'm very proud of the White Sox, though. They are following the logo of their stadium. For those, that don't know, it's, for those that don't but know, I'm it's basically a down arrow. But I'm it's a down arrow. But I'm 
Wait for it. L- let me help you. Okay, you want to say that again? It's taking forever. Hold on. Why? Okay, wow. my stuff is not working. Wow. Yeah, it didn't work. Wow. Wow. Such, such a professional. Okay, moving on. <laughs> no, but it's, it is crazy to note, though, that both teams, five and a half for the White Sox, to me, is decent. And three and a half for the Cubs. There's chances here. Wild card. Um, yeah, I think you guys said how much you guys, you're 10 games back on the wild card. The Cubs are six and a half back. We, our only goal, it should be the centrals, the divisions. So we'll see how it goes. All right. Um, after that spirited dis- discussion, we are heading to the main section. <laughs> we, we're going to talk about the NBA draft. Um, we're going to kind of skim through this and like cover winners and losers off the draft um in a way to like bring you up to speed there um miller since you seem most engaged right now tell us about a winner that you thought uh this draft produced as we all know well if you don't you do know i am a twin dad i got two little boys hashtag twin dad and hashtag hashtag twin dad dad. and one of the biggest winners from this draft are the thompson twins amen and Asar Thompson are two twins, and they are the first twins in NBA history to go in the top five of the NBA draft. Eamon went to the Rockets at pick four, and Asar went to the Pistons at pick five. That is pretty crazy, if you, if I say so myself. Yeah, that, congrats to them. Yeah, that, that's got to be a record, right? Like to be a twin, to be like play the same sport and like get drafted back to back. That's got to be incredible. I think that's a record anywhere. Uh, Chris, anything that stand out to you? Any winners in your books? Um, to be honest, not really. I'm I'm more I'm more of a loser kind of deal. I'm very disappointed in the Bulls. I think this was probably. I know we're probably. I know we were talking about winners, but I, I'm I, I have to talk about how dog shit the Bulls, the Bulls were. I know we traded away our first round pick, but to not have any backups or to not try to move up, to not try to kind of do something in this in this draft. There's also rumors that they're sent feelers out um, for Zach for Zach Levine to be possibly traded. Could have done that during the draft. We didn't do shit. So I think the biggest loser for me has to be the Chicago Bulls. Um, I believe we made one move in the second round, and it was the only move. That we have done since 2019, 2019 or 2020. I believe that was what one of the stats that I saw. That um, one of the last trades was uh, Lauren. I already forgot. Lauren Marketing. Yeah, that was the last move that I think it was 2021. Yeah, the last trade. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So like that is just fucking disappointing. So I I know we're talking about winners, but I'm sorry. Had to change it. The Bulls, absolute dog shit. Okay. Well. One of the winners has to be the Spurs, right? Oh, I'm gonna try this, boys. Help me out, Victor. Oh my God, here we go. Wait, 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 hold on. Do I have? The, is is the drum ready? Hold on. Come on, you were killing me. God, it, it doesn't work. Okay, it's he not working. It. Victor Wembenyama. You got it. Yes. I, he he was the number one overall pick. Again, generational talent. So proud of you. Um, you know, like everyone seems to think it's a great pick. Um, they have to be in the winners. I feel like Popovich there doing his thing. 
there'll be winners in no time. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, yeah. Uh, interesting I'm going to go. Oh. I was just going to, if I can add one interesting note, uh, people are giving this kid shit for not wanting to play in the summer league. Go fuck yourself. The kid is playing pro, played pro in fucking France, and he's still possibly going to play in the FIBA championships. Go fuck yourself. Let him do what he wants to do. It's already been approved by the Spurs. No one's going to go to Vegas to watch your dog shit team play anyway. You're going to be fine. Wow, Chris. How do you really feel? Uh, really? It's, I would it's really this like fucking to... summer league. Yeah, I completely no, but... agree. But I still, I still would love to do a chug bet that he won't win a championship. Oh, Ooh. you are on, buddy. You are so on. Wait a minute. Wait, can why do you say that? Why? I, I just we've ask? been over this. We've been over this. I mean, there's an article out there at Stat Whole Sports. Shout out. Oh, God, he, not Stat Whole Sports. Players that are versatile, that are that big and lanky, aren't typically successful in the NBA. They That's usually great. are I'll, hampered by injuries. Like I, I would agree. Before Antetokounmpo, like, like he like won, him winning. In, do, okay, do do you remember what he was like when he came into the league? I do. Scrawny, yeah, scrawny and a nobody. Yeah, like again. So if he turns that around, but but will he lose his shot? Because that's the big part of his game, his dribbling style, being able to take people off the, off the dribble and shooting threes. Giannis it doesn't do that. He is in the paint. He's a typical center. You can't compare no, the two. But Giannis, but Giannis is an outside-in player. He's not like Shaq or like all of these other centers that will always go to the post. The European game is completely different that allows these guys to just be an outside-in kind of player. So I do agree he has to get a bit bulky. He is a little bit scrawny, but he's already a pro, so he's already he already kind of knows how they're gonna play him. It's just the NBA is gonna be a little bit faster for him. The NBA the NBA is gonna be faster for him. He's a pro in France. Calm down. Okay. Are we? Uh, come on. Joking. Show some respect. Joker. To the come French. on, Joker. Did you just see him like, dominate? So yeah, like, and he's a so true. What? He's probably one of the truest centers out there now. And I think there was a there was a discussion that he only really has to worry about two centers in the NBA and not the power forwards that actually play center. Like the kid has a chance. The kid has a great chance. I'll take that chug bet. Yeah, chug. I'll I'm take the chug bet that he will win. We're not gonna make a chug bet because it's gonna be like twenty years down the line. I'm like, oh, I, what? I think the Spurs that. are within six years. Hey, I, I, yeah. Oh, wow. That, Again, still six years. That's aggressive, but within six. Hey, I plan on going nowhere. I'll be your friend in 20 years or six years. So I, I, I'm making a bet right now. Hey, maybe we raise the stakes. A steak dinner then? Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Miller, you do understand, though, that is a bit aggressive, right? No, it's not. Do you think, so you think Luka Doncic will get a championship before him? Probably. Probably. So Luka Spurs Doncic. don't have a team. Dallas had a hate. That's what I'm saying. Dallas they're, had a great build draft. mode. Did you see what Dallas did? They uploaded a huge contract, made some room that needed. They needed some cap room. They made that, and they got a really good center in the draft. So I think Dallas is uh, positioned at a pretty good place. Yeah. Um. Anyway, another winner I want to talk bring up. Um. Let me know what you guys have thought. Was I thought Jordan Poole and the Wizards overall? Here's what they did. Okay. Uh, Wizards. They got rid of Bradley Bill, Porzingis. Goodwin, Isaiah Todd, and the 57th pick. And here's what they got back in return. Okay. Jordan Poole, Tyus Jones, uh, Gillen Ali, Muscala, 
Patrick Baldwin Jr. Half the names I don't know who I'm talking about. I'll be honest with you. Uh, Fair enough. They got the 35th pick. They got the 2030 first round pick. Uh, they got the. They also got like first four, four round swaps with Phoenix and seven total picks in the second round. So like just the amount of like people that moved in and out. You know Jordan Poole. I don't know if you guys know. Loves taking crazy shots. Things like that. He is the man in the Washington team now. Um, he's got a. I don't know, dude. He's got a stench on him. If you can't make it in the Warriors organization, you have a problem. But because they are a, such a good he organization, will, he will. He will get to take. I don't think he'll win, but I think he'll get to take forty wayward shots every game, and that will make him happy. Right. That's that's it. I mean, he's he gets to be, be the man, and there's no one to punch him there. So you know, that's a win too for him. I mean, they're resetting. That's what they're doing. I mean, they yeah. have a lot of picks, but the fact that you can trade a twenty thirty first round pick, it's just to me. I saw that and I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in yeah, my life. No, for sure. Well, and the Wizards still continued dealing because Chris Paul went. To the Warriors. Yeah, it was the same. I think it was like related deal. I don't know. It's, it's, it's all related. Yeah, as soon as like um, the Jordan Poole movement started happening, then Chris Paul to the to the Wizards, which to me, I don't even know if that's a winner or a loser. But no, I know it, we're talking I about the draft. Helps. But like a lot of the moves that has been happening is it's very interesting to see in the NBA. Yeah, like Suns got better. Like I think like I don't know. It's it's gonna be an interesting year next year. Uh, Miller, any um, any losers stand out to you? Anything you want to bring up? To me, getting back to the draft, one loser was the fans. It was very – there was a lot of hype before this this draft as, as far as trades, possibilities. We touched on Zach Levine going. We heard multiple names out there. There was talk about Dane going and all these guys, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. There was – I think five trades in the draft, but most of them were just swaps between like 9 and 10 or 13 and 14, something simple like that. Nothing big, no big splashes. So despite all the hype that we went in with this draft with, really nothing happened, which is fairly disappointing. I think I saw there was one analyst out there that said that he got like 26 of the 31 or 32 picks correct or something like that. Just, I, I mean, just very... Typical draft, nothing really of excitement. You know, to add a little bit of a counter to that, Miller, um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's a lot of um, ethics being called during the draft. Um, Shams, uh, I forgot what his full I, name I, I, I was I wondering know. if anyone was going to bring him up. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, so a little bit of backstory. There's an NBA insider um, that there was rumors on what the second pick was going to be. And he said that the pick was being decided between two players. The problem is, is that Shams is sponsored by one of the betting sites. And as soon as Shams reported this... We will not name them until they sponsor us. Well, sure. Um, <laughs> well, once this went out, the betting sites took a drastic turn. And I guess people started betting on who he, they thought, which based on Shams' um, reporting was going to be number two turns out it was nowhere near that and so a lot of it has been getting called into like is the draft and all of these other places is just going to be like a betting thing now which is very disappointing to to see but um i 
I will say most of the trades were really money related because now given how the uh the rookies get paid based on their positioning, if you wanted to drop back, you actually get to spend less money on the person that you pick compared to the the person that you would have moved up with. Um the NHL or the NFL has something similar in in that aspect, right? Like there's only a max number that you can give them, but you can still negotiate within that number. I think the NBA they just agree on a number and that's what you're going to get. Um, so I think that's what a lot of the movements is really what we saw. It was just money saving stuff. Yeah. Um, another loser I thought was the college basketball NCAA overall, because five of the seven draft picks in the NBA did not play in the NCAA. Three were G league players and two were from the European league. So I thought that was interesting too, with how much importance like NCAA gets and the whole competition. Like, I think it's, it's fairly new trend too. I, I don't think I've seen you know, like Doncic and Joker, Jokic being like such dominant players. Maybe that's got to do something with it. But yeah, NCAA is no longer the dominant, uh, you know, like uh, under team, like the G League team. That's anymore. that's not 100% true. There's, there's multiple ways to get into the NBA draft. Um, Gilbert Arenas also said that uh, if the European players that are being brought in have to follow the same rules that american players have to follow the american players would still dominate european players i do agree with that to a certain extent uh if you go to europe you can turn pro at 14 15 years old while the nba you have to still play that one year of college or play one year away from your high school year um so european players are now coming in with three plus years of pro experience and some of these players uh, that are coming in from the NCAA, they might benefit from staying there a year or two more because the competition is just going to get better. A lot of the players that are going to come that are going to be coming in are going to be on their first year and they're going to want to play their ass off so they could try to get to that first round. But also one thing that helps out the NCAA players is that they have that rule now that if you wanted to declare yourself for the NBA draft, you can actually submit yourself to the draft, get all of your data or get all of your scout information. And they might tell you like, Hey, you're projected to be a second rounder. And if you don't like that projection, you can actually pull out and then play again in the Nancy in the NCAA. So I, I, I kind of understand why they're talking about this, but I, I do believe that you will probably see more European players come in, uh, in the future just because there's more pro atmosphere with those first three years compared to waiting until you're 19 or 20 in the NCAA. But don't you think that the whole NIL stuff with college will have an effect too? Because I feel like a lot of these players were going to the G League Mm -hmm. just to start making some money. And I feel like now that they can get paid in college, maybe they will start to reconsider that. The NIL to me, I haven't done research so take this with a grain of salt to me that is more or less an an, uh, a football thing i think you see that more on the football side where football teams spend more money on the nil stuff than than the basketball side i don't think that's correct i mean i think some of the biggest uh, the biggest nil athletes are non-football like the 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 girl from gymnastics from lsu yeah like the miami twins yeah, but that's the Iowa girl, Caitlin Carr. But those are yeah. more like sponsorships of, like, g- gymnastics really doesn't get that much. Well, actually, that's not true. Gymnastics does get a lot of TV <laughs> press. But a lot of the NIL, NIL deals coming from football are because 
a lot of the transfers that are happening is nil related so like if a player was playing in uh i don't fucking know I, alabama and I lsu think, is like hey we'll pay you more on the nil side but, to come play over here but here's the that's thing. what you mostly hear i think i understand where you're coming from but i think that's just quantity over quality i yeah, think there's I more agree. money because football teams are so much yeah, bigger and and, and there's one or a, two stars in in football versus like gymnastic it's like yeah, one but person football brings more money compared to football like the brings NCAA so much basketball more money. side but that's why you yeah. when you have these smaller sports you can get a big big nil oh, yeah, payout for one of these programs yes. where it might be a little harder to get a football big payout yeah um I, because you're paying so many of them we're already on a tangent but, but to add another tangent to this i feel like this actually like European leagues being more dominant, stuff like that. Actually, a win for NBA, right? Basketball as a game is growing globally, and partly because of NBA. I, I see that as a win too. Like NCAA might be losing, but I think NBA overall is winning too. Just as a just throw it out there. I agree. Um, I think it's a lot of the players that have come from Europe. Majority, from what I can think of off the top of my head, have been very successful. Yeah. Um. Ginobili, Gasol. Um, um, There's a lot more than Duncan. 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 Duncan was overseas. Um, Lori Markin. So yeah, I, I, I don't know if he's a winner, but he was pretty dominant. When, like, uh, he's an all star. So he was an all star at some point. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would agree. But I think that's one thing too. Like you see those players come in, they have a good impact the first or two years. And then after that, we kind of don't hear from them. So I mean, we'll see. Awesome. Uh, great conversations here. Um, sorry to wrap this up here. Uh, you guys got anything else on the draft? Otherwise, we'll head to the outro and head out of here. It's a good episode. I enjoyed the conversation, gents. This was fun. Ah. This was fun. I mean, I, I, I need you guys to thank me, though, for doing the research for you guys on this since, you know, this has been... It's been very hard work for me to kind of put all of this together, but you know I'm doing it for us. This is for us. We're a collective. Chris, you know? first of all, I would never single any of you guys out. First ever. of all, Boopin really fucked me on that ten games that day. Okay, I am not a Sox fan. I go, I go by the information provided to me oh by Sox fans. No, okay? uh, you know what? It's fair, Chris. If you can spell research, I will give you credit. R E S E A R C H. All right, you, suck it. You got it. You got it. You got it. That, that's all I can. Hey, props to you. You brought up your like B minus game today, and I'm really proud of you. Oh, I would prefer a B plus, but okay. All right, B plus. Keep keep working hard. Thank you for listening. We hope that you'll hit the like and subscribe button if you like the show. We're a young podcast, so all feedback is appreciated. Maybe someday in the near future, we can have some positivity coming out of Chicago sports. But until then, we can suffer in misery together. On that positive note, let's get hard for Bedard. This is us signing goodbye.